Welcome to the Midnight Lounge. You can come on down to the Midnight Lounge. Sit on down, have a drink. You're at the Midnight Lounge. Take off your pants at the Midnight Lounge. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Midnight Lounge. Oh, man. Feels like forever since I've actually recorded, but it's only been like a week or two. Crazy. But we're back. We're here. I feel like doing a little chill vibe right now. A little chill intro, you know, kind of keep the the levels down just a bit, right? I'm, I'm recording this in, the, in, in midday, right? I've been uh, busy doing a lot of uh, different chores and uh, just finished editing some videos and everything for the channel and uh yeah it's it's been a it's been a crazy weekend and uh we're, we're right back at it with the podcast so uh welcome for episode five we're already on episode five that's crazy time's going by quick guys time's going by quick we're already in the month of june right it's crazy time flies by quicker than a blink of an eye it, it's feels like just yesterday we're entering the year and now we're already pretty much halfway done crazy but anyways today episode number five we are going to be discussing the future of vr right because virtual reality has become such a big thing over the years and it's continuing to grow and develop and it, it's something that I am uh, very grateful to have the opportunity to actually experience it every day of my life because I own an Oculus, right? And uh, I've previously owned the PlayStation VR also. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, the PlayStation VRs, they're not as advanced as uh, the Oculus. Um, I know that there's other ones. There's the HTC Vive. I mean, there's there's a lot more that are kind of more PC-based uh, type of, of VR headsets. But uh, I like the standalone Quest. I, I, I think it's, it's great. You know, you don't have to have it plugged up to a, a high-end PC. And, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty much a standalone. You don't have any wires that you're tripping over and everything. Uh, the only wire that you really have that it comes with is going to be the charger cord. And uh, now, now the thing, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a little rant here about the, uh, the MetaQuest now. It used to be the, uh, the Oculus Quest. Oculus is no more. It is now the MetaQuest, which... Uh, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that still. But anyways, going off topic. So I got both Generation 1 and the Generation 2 of the Quest. And, uh, you know, there's some there's some downfalls and, and benefits of each one, right? So starting off with the first one. First one, I believe... Um, has has the better the better head strap right the quest 2 has has this head strap where it, it gets uncomfortable after a while it gets really uncomfortable and uh, it, it's kind of confusing to to set up if you are a first-time headset user uh to find that that comfortability within you know your own head is is a main 
a, a big problem that I, I find myself in uh, with the uh, the Quest 2. Uh, the Quest 1 had an easier kind of a strap or, you know, had the, the little Velcro straps that you get to uh, unbuckle and, you know, uh, unfasten and then you get to tighten it up as you put it on. And so I believe the Quest 1 had the, the benefit there. Uh, Quest 2 graphics wise uh, inside of the, the headset, the little lenses, definitely a big advantage goes to the uh, the Quest 2. Um, it was it was something that I really, really saw whenever I uh, I first got it, um, you know, playing on the Quest 1 and then going over to the Quest 2. You can you can definitely tell um, now another thing, too, that I did not like about the Quest 2 was the charger cord that it comes with now in the quest one now i get that you know the quest one was kind of like a premium price and honestly like i felt like it was worth the price because i mean the, the box that was that it came in it felt so sleek so nice and you know it was like this black box the presentation was on point i mean it was it was amazing uh, i remember putting it on for the first time and i was just in awe with like how well it it set up was and the initial like tutorial phase of it all was just like mind blowing like it just captivates you and just enters a new world and you're just like you feel like you're inside of this this quest and you're just no longer in reality and that's something that I find amazing. Um, now, the charger cord that the Oculus Quest 1 or the MetaQuest 1 came with was the actual Oculus Link cable, which is like a 16-foot cable. That is what came with that. Now, the Quest 2 came with like this little kind of like a phone charger, um, you know, about four feet, maybe even three feet long cable right and i found that just really not good right you don't want to be stuck especially if your headset's dying it's you know you don't want to be stuck in a corner you want to be able to actually play while it charges right you want to be able to at least move around and not be trapped in this little corner connected to the wall you want to make sure that you know you have enough room and so i think that's where the biggest downfall or the two biggest downfalls of the MetaQuest 2 came from was from the head strap and from the actual uh, cable itself. But other than that, the MetaQuest is definitely something that I would recommend anyone getting into if you want to start off with a VR headset. Um, it is definitely an easy setup. All you need is a phone and you download the Oculus app to get started and the uh of course the headset itself and it was it was a really really easy setup the tutorial i can tell you it, it is amazing to go through you really feel like you're inside of this this environment of just virtual reality and it just makes you just kind of just forget about reality and i i, I use it as kind of like a therapy now um anytime i uh feel stressed out Anytime that I just want to just relax, unwind, I tend to find peace in the Oculus. It takes me out of out of reality just for a time. And uh, to be honest, there's been times where I've actually lost time inside of this headset. I would put it on at a specific time and 
think that I've only been in it for about an hour or two and ends up being five, six hours past. So it's definitely one of those things where it really captivates you. Um, you know, and a lot of people have the biggest question that I, I hear from a lot of people is, will it give me headaches? Now, I found for myself that there are certain games, certain movements that do give me headaches. Um, but another thing that I found out too is if you have a fan in your room, um, not like a ceiling fan, like an actual fan, um, I found that if you actually turn on your fan towards you while you're in your Oculus, um, in, in your headset, it actually helps with um, keeping the headaches away. Uh, I can't guarantee that it's going to actually stop headaches from ever happening. Um, but what I can say is that it does help. I find myself to be less likely to have headaches whenever I have the fan on me, whenever I'm playing a certain type of game. Um, there are games also, um, that have different types of comfort levels. So if you are prone to having headaches and migraines while playing VR, there are settings to actually help with that. Um, now, another question too that I see a lot of people ask is if the the VR headset itself is only for games. That is a big, big no. There is a lot more you can actually do inside of a MetaQuest. This doesn't go for every uh, headset. All I know, I'm, I'm just speaking for the MetaQuest itself, since I do have this product, I know a lot about it. So I'm just speaking on that, um, not so much on any other headsets, because I've never really used any other headsets besides the MetaQuest and the PS uh, VR. The, the PlayStation VR is strictly for video games on the PlayStation. That was something that I found kind of like a big kind of like compromise is like, do I only want to play specific games on there? There was a way that you're able to actually play any game. It's not going to be in VR, um, but there are um, things that you can actually do to, um, you know, help you play in VR, but it's not going to be in VR. It's kind of like a like a screen in your your headset. Um, but it's very, very blurry. You can't really see what's going on. So if you're trying to read like context to a game, you're trying to like, you know, do some some spy work or something to see, it is definitely not going to be the way to go. Um, but I didn't find this to be the case in the MetaQuest. Uh, it is not just built for games. Now, games is the primary source, is the primary thing, but it is not all that the MetaQuest can do. I mean, they got the internet browser on there. You can surf the web. They had just added, they had just added the um, the ability to actually look at your uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, there are different things that you can actually do now, um, as far as um, you know, like work related things. Um, they they constantly add kind of like. Uh, Kind of like these virtual meeting apps on there where, you know, some companies that are like high, high end and high tech will actually have business meetings inside this, this, uh, MetaQuest, right? And I find that really, really awesome. Um, they're, they're constantly just being innovated 
uh, and and looking for for ways to reach different types of, of people's needs. And I find that really, really exciting in, in the world of VR. Uh, like I said before, VR is expanding. It is barely the start of the VR age. And I find it really, really fascinating. Um, but there are, you know, those those kind of like big scares that like, you know, like I I don't want to see VR kind of take over everything. Now, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the metaverse that, uh, you know, the, the Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg is trying to develop where, you know, you're able to actually go inside this metaverse and actually um, kind of live in this metaverse and make money using it. I find that to be a really cool concept, but at the same, same time, it's kind of like, okay, is that is that a way to take you out of reality and not ever like take off your headset, right? It's gonna like kind of keep you stuck in like this virtual reality type realm. And uh, I just find it really fascinating, but also a very, very like kind of scary moment. You know, it's it's one of those things where like, you know, it, it's a very exciting thing. I see where people get uh, afraid of, of the generation of VR. Um, but I got to tell you, it, it right now, as it's developing, it is very, very uh, crazy to witness it. Um, you know, there's actually an app that I use quite a lot. Um, and it's uh, kind of like a virtual movie theater. Um, you know, like if you go to the movies you want to, you know, see a specific movie, um, you can actually go on this app and, uh, you know, you can actually host your own little private movie events with your friends. Um, you can watch movies by yourself. You can go to like these public rooms where people are hosting and, uh, view things, um, with, with random people. Right. And that's something that I use a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, you know, the biggest thing on there is, uh, I like whenever there's uh major sporting events, like UFC fights, wrestling, pay-per-views, uh, the, the NBA finals right now is going on. And I know a lot of people are streaming that. And it, it's really amazing to actually watch all this from like a movie, like a virtual movie theater screen. Like you're in this movie theater, there's the big screen in front of you. And, uh, that's the name of the app, by the way, big screen VR, and uh, you're able to like watch movies, watch TV, watch TV shows, um, sporting events, like in a movie theater, right? You don't have to go out and waste money renting out a whole private movie theater. You you can do that from the comfort of your home inside of this headset. And I find that really, really awesome. There's movies on there, um, even in 3D, that you can actually rent out from big screen themselves and, and watch them which I find really, really cool. Um, right now, there isn't a really, really big selection of movies, so, like, you're not going to be able to really see movies from, like, in theaters right now, um, but there are some movies um, that you can actually get on there and rent out and watch them, and uh, it, it's really amazing. Uh, but as I was saying before, is uh, myself, I like to use the headset as a way of me escaping reality, kind of winding down, kind of taking off the edge. And, uh, 
one thing that I, I really do a lot is I do a lot of fishing on there, right? I have this one fishing game. It's called uh, Real Fishing VR, something like that, right? And it takes like these actual places, like the these actual lakes, rivers, whatever the case might be. It's kind of like a Google Maps. Like it takes like an image and it puts it in the game. So it, it feels like you're actually there. Like it's a, it's a real life image. It's not like an animated thing. Um, and you, you can fish and you can either keep the fish and, you know, have your own little personal aquarium at your like safe house thing, or you can uh, let them go and gain experience. And, uh, it's something that I, I like to do. Um, it also has a built in little browser window that you can use. So you can actually go on YouTube watch youtube videos or play music whatever the case might be it has a built-in like mp3 player so if you actually have songs put onto your uh, headset you can actually listen to those songs um, in the application itself while you're fishing and so what i tend to do is while i'm fishing i'll put on some music and i'll just fish while listening to my favorite songs and kind of just put on like a like a chill lo-fi uh mix on youtube and uh just re relax and fish i mean just being in a quiet room and having this headset on you're listening to this really chill music while you're fishing it it, it is really relaxing at least for me because um, i i honestly i enjoy fishing um but at the same time i don't like fishing because it requires me like being out in the sun where it's hot and uh you know it, it's it's more pleasing to actually be doing it in the headset um and not you know really get so dirty being out in the sun all day getting a sunburn things like that i'm actually in the comfort of my own you know uh room office area bedroom living room wherever i'm playing and uh fishing at the same time and it, it's just a really really fun time for me to actually just escape reality and uh it kind of makes you not want to take off the headset like you kind of just want to be stuck in there um at least in my case that's the way i feel about it um but yeah it, it, it's it's crazy that like not just games you can do on there there's so much like i said there's there's the internet browser there's the the apps on there um they're continuing to add more and more uh different types of apps on there to actually um kind of compete with like a cell phone it, it's you know the way i see it uh you're it's going to become like this main source where everyone can go and just connect and uh stay in the loop um you know one thing that they they added was you can actually get your phone and connect it to the headset and get your notifications on your headset so let's say someone's text message you someone's calling you you actually get an alert notification inside of the headset so you don't have to actually take off your headset to see what the message is to see who's calling you can actually see it from inside the headset and then if you want to respond to it take the phone call then of course you would take off your headset and respond um but i i think that's a really really cool feature it's both for uh 
Android and for iPhone. So whatever phone you have, you can use it either way for both ways. Uh, it is really, really awesome. Um, you, you just got to make sure that uh, if you want just your phone calls and text messages to go through, you select that. Because if you do all your apps, like for me, I have it set to all my apps, which is kind of a big mistake for me on my part because I get so much notifications every single you know, day that uh, when I'm in my headset, it kind of gets annoying, you know, like every 10 seconds, 15 seconds, I'm getting a new alert from like an email, uh, an application uh, notification, like something's going on, right? And so it kind of gets annoying. And so I think I might change it back to where I'm just getting the phone calls and the text messages. So that way it just calms down on the notification part. But um, yeah, there, there's fitness apps on there that'll actually help you get in shape. Um, I've used them before. They really do work. You build up a nice sweat. Um, and that's something that you kind of want to invest in too is making sure that you're getting like this sweat proof kind of uh, like head strap and face guard. I know that with the Oculus uh, Quest 2, the Meta Quest 2, um, it actually comes with like the silicone face mask that you can put on to the actual headset itself. Um, but the heads, the head straps are not really like a sweat proof. So you would kind of want to invest in, in something that's sweat proof for the straps. Um, and if you want like a more comfortable kind of, uh, face cover mask thing that you put on it, you can uh, definitely do that. Um, the battery life is, is really good. I, I enjoy it. I, I feel like you'll get a lot of, of battery life, um, compared to the first one. And uh, just depends on what game that you're playing and how much you're using of that. Um, depends on the battery usage. It can vary from, you know, two, three hours. Um, sometimes even just one and a half, just depending on how high volume uh, the app that you're using. Um, and what's cool is, you know, like a lot of people actually worry about overcharging your headset or kind of like destroying the battery as you charge it. But with the, the MetaQuest, it's, it's perfectly safe. And that's from the, the actual corporate office, too. Uh, it was confirmed that it is safe to actually play and charge your headset at the same time. And so you're not going to be ruining your battery by having it plugged in. Uh, majority of the time, if I'm using my headset and i'm using it seated like i'm sitting down while using it so i'm not like really like moving around too much i'm kind of just in a one spot i make sure that it's plugged in because that there's nothing worse than you know sitting there and you're you're enjoying something and then you get that low battery notification and you're like oh, okay and then you're like I don't want to take the headset off because I don't want to like disturb what I'm doing. So you're kind of just like reaching around. At least this is from my experience. You know, I'm like reaching around with my headset on trying to like find the cord. And uh, so it's it's a big struggle, big process. You know, I, I feel like if I was to take off the headset, it would be so much easier. Um, but it's such a pain to put it back on, you know, when I have it like at a comfortable, you know, setting. And so it takes a while to kind of like find that that readjustment when you, when you put it back on and, 
yeah so i tend to just leave mine plugged in and i mean i've never had a problem with my battery um it still works perfect and uh yeah it's it's crazy vr is just getting real insane i can only imagine what it's going to be like in the next five years i know that uh, playstation is actually working on the uh playstation vr 2 uh, and that's supposed to be uh, coming out pretty soon for uh, the PS5. And that's supposed to have like really, really advanced graphics on there. And the from the, the prototypes that I've seen pictures of it, it looks pretty futuristic. I know that the, um, the Oculus brand, the Meta brand is actually in development of the, the Quest 3 and uh, i'm curious to see what that's going to be about i'm not going to upgrade even though i would want to um, i'm not going to just because i feel like everything that you can possibly want in a vr as of right now is in the the second version um and it, it's backwards compatibility so i mean if you have both the quest uh, 2 and quest 1 you can actually go back and forth and play between the two um so i mean there, there's no problem there um whatever you can do on the one you can do on the two whatever you can do on the two you can do on the one so it's not like it's not like something where you know you can only do a certain thing on a certain one and you know vice versa it, it's you can do anything that you want on either one and so i really really think that's awesome um some of the features on the two um might not be on the one like you might have to wait a little bit longer for the developers to actually put it on to the version one of it um but eventually you would be getting it um as far as i know you still get updates for it uh, i don't think they're going to plan on stopping the updates anytime soon um but who knows what uh, MetaQuest is going to do in the future once the three comes out and uh i don't know i'm I'm excited about it uh the future of vr is very very strong i can only imagine um i'm pretty sure headsets are going to get lighter they're going to get thinner the uh graphics wise like the lenses inside of it is only going to get more uh, elusive and more uh, clear throughout uh generations to come and and the games are only going to get crazier and more advanced and just like taking you to a whole nother level of virtual reality i mean there's this game i play it's called population one uh, i actually posted a video on my youtube channel so go ahead and go check that out as the time you're hearing this right now it is on my youtube so go ahead and check that out but it is basically a game where it's a battle royale kind of like fortnite kind of like uh call of duty warzone and uh you know, if if they can do a game like that now, imagine how well games are going to be 5, 10, 15 years from now. I mean, those games are going to look like how Call of Duty Warzone looks right now. Like, I guarantee it. It's going to be like you're actually in war. Uh, I know that there's a lot of different third-party companies that are making things that go along with vr i know they have like this little vest thing that you can actually wear and uh there's like these gloves and you can actually you know feel things and 
you, you know, like it, if you're wearing the vest, people can touch you and you can feel where they're touching you. Like it's really, really crazy um, to see uh, all these different technology like things link up. And uh, I know that there's also like this little kind of like a kind of like a little pod where you get to stand in and the floor like kind of moves kind of like a like a treadmill kind of thing or it's like a 360 treadmill where you get to like run in place and so you're not like stuck in like one little area you can actually run inside the game like if you're running in real life you know like it's it's amazing um to see all all, all that those interventions or inventions I should say uh, come for the VR I mean it, it's only going to get more advanced and I just I can't wait to see what it's going to become in the next 10 15 20 20 plus years I mean it, it's going to grow get ready for for VR to kind of take over um, the way that we we do things normally because uh, I, I guarantee it's going to really come and play uh, in the next couple of years, it, it, you know, with, uh, even like crypto mining, I'm pretty sure like the, the meta quest, uh, the, the metaverse that I was talking about, they're probably going to have something like that where you can actually work inside of this, this metaverse and work for, you know, cryptocurrencies and earn money that way. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big, big thing. And, uh, you know, the, the freedom that developers have to, you know, create games and even have their games out there without them actually being on the actual store themselves. There's a thing called a, a side quest that you can actually, uh, developers can post their games onto and uh, actually have their games posted on there and people can go on that and download those to their headset, which is what I do a lot. Uh, there's actually some really good applications on there that are not actually on the Oculus store. And it kind of like is sad to see, but there are those those apps. There there's some good apps and there's some bad apps. I've I've downloaded some apps and I'm like, what is this trash? You know, it's kind of like stick figure type stuff. And I'm like, what is this? Um, and then other games are like, why isn't this already on the store? And so it, it's it's pretty crazy um, the freedom that developers have, um, the things that they come out with. It, it it's really crazy. Uh, the hand tracking on there, where instead of a remote, you can use your hands to interact with the game. It, it it's crazy. Like I I hope more games will actually uh, be more hand tracking, so that way you don't have to use controllers, right? So that takes away the controllers you know and future vr headsets don't have to include controllers you know you can you can buy I, I, the way i see it is if they were to do more hand tracking games they take out the need to put um the controllers included with the console the headset right and so you're just selling the headset which is going to cut cost you're only selling the headset, the cable for it, the charger, the manual, and the box. So that's going to cut costs. That's going to um, eliminate the, the the need for controllers for games. People can actually play using their hands, control their stuff using their hands. 
but if people wanted to buy controllers they have the option to right so that would be really crazy um and then you know i i, I feel like if they were to actually do that they can focus more on the headset than the actual controllers themselves and uh i don't know it, I, I don't know how, how, where I'm going with this, <laughs> how I want to explain it, but I hope you guys kind of understood that uh, on what I was trying to say, because I kind of confused myself the more I went on with that. Um, but yeah, the, I know that this is, this is just me personally talking about the MetaQuest and it's just because I'm so familiarized with it. Um, I can't speak for other headsets. I know other headsets, um, you know, people have their own opinions and their own feelings uh, about these these different headsets and saying that they're more advanced and they're better and this and that. And uh, to be frank, I mean, some are some are better than the MetaQuest. But for me, I like a standalone headset. I don't want to be contained to being hooked up to a computer. I want to be able to take my headset anywhere that I want to go and use it whenever I want, not have to be hooked up and feel like I'm, you know, this robot hooked up to wires. Um, so I, I, I don't know. This is just my opinion. Uh, if you guys ever have the opportunity to actually experience VR, I guarantee it's going to, to change your life because some of the things that you can do on there, you're going to be like, wow like this is crazy crazy and uh yeah i i know some some people right now are listening to this and they're like this guy this guy just keeps rubbing it in my face saying that he has a vr and i don't have one he's just i i look i hear you okay i'm sorry i'm sorry you 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 know who who i'm talking about okay look i'm sorry i'm sorry okay i'm not trying to rub it in i know you think that i i i hear you i okay, calm down. I hear you, but I'm not trying to rub it in. Okay. I'm just trying to, trying to put my thoughts and feelings on VR, trying to, uh, just encourage those that have the uh, ability to, to actually experience it, to experience it and not be afraid. And, uh, don't, don't take what other really people say about it for your, your own judgment, right? If, you you want to buy it or you want to go experience it i mean there's there's actually um i know around me there is i don't know about anywhere else but there's actually like these little like stores they're not necessarily like stores but they're like these little places that you can go and they they have like these vr headsets that you can actually rent out for like an hour or two and you can play whatever VR games that you want to for that hour or two that you rent out. And so I really think that's amazing. Like, I know that um, some places in the mall have it. There's some standalone uh, stores that actually do it. Um, so if you ever want to actually experience VR without having to go out and, you know, spend a couple hundred on a headset itself and then you end up not liking it, um, go out, find one of these stores and try it out. And if you really enjoy it and you really see yourself playing and using it um, for your own personal enjoyment, go ahead and get one. I remember when they were first announced and I was like, man, I, I want to get one so bad. And for the longest time, you know, like I was looking 
or uh you know kind of like used ones that people were were selling because they didn't want it no more or like they had no time for it and i found some good deals um but i was like you know what i'm just gonna buy it brand new i'm not gonna want anyone else's face sweat and stuff on my on my stuff so ended up getting a brand new one and haven't looked back since because i i tend to use mine almost daily um it is something that i find myself just being trapped into and i i love every second of it it is it's truly amazing and again i'm not trying to rub it in i'm gonna stop talking now before i get those of you angry at me for rambling on about this amazing vr and you don't have one i'm very sorry but vr it's definitely going to be the new way to do things um but anyways that is the end of this episode i hope you guys enjoyed and uh, i look forward to uh, what's next on the midnight lounge i know the last episode it, it was a fun fun time really fun really awesome uh again matt and trevor uh thank you for coming on uh last show with me and and doing it it was it was a lot of fun and i hope we can do it again in the future and uh maybe we'll do a part two i mean if you guys liked the conspiracy theory episode as much as i loved recording it let me know that you guys want to do or want to hear a part two because i really really we could have went on i mean we're we were talking after after we recorded um and i mean we could have gone on and on and on um but we didn't want to like bore you guys with a three four five hour episode so we kind of we kind of constrain ourselves with with time and everything so that way it's not not too long of an episode but if you guys really want to hear more uh please please let me know and uh remember the store is is still available if you guys want to support me and the show go ahead and uh get you some some merch uh stickers shirt hoodie uh water bottles mugs uh whatever the case might be um go ahead and uh, go on there uh for all your podcast needs we got our our website up also so that way it is your one-stop go for all your midnight lounge podcast needs you can listen to it on there you can find my my podcast on different things such as uh, spotify and apple uh, podcast and anywhere else that my podcast is available all those links are right there and uh you get to stay up to date with uh episodes and uh yeah guys it's it's been a a joy uh recording this for you guys today (laughs) and uh, i look forward to uh hearing from you guys soon and uh talking with you guys in the next one Uh, until then stay safe i love you guys and i'll see you in the next one bye-bye